Guys, today we are talking about if you have to be present to win in the music industry, the music business, as a songwriter, producer, all of that. I'm going to answer some of your questions. Matter of fact, today's podcast comes from an email from one of you guys. So let's get to it. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Welcome back to another episode. It is so good to have you here. While you're here, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget like the video, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment on this episode, what you thought. Leave it down in the comment section below. If you are on iTunes or Apple Podcast, don't forget to leave a review like this one. D. True says Steve provides one of the most valuable perspectives I found so far online, RE, the music business. Lots of cold hard facts, very little hype, if any. His content has helped me start my 2020 off with a salvo of small victories instead of wasting time chasing pipe dreams. D. True, thank you for leaving that review of the podcast on Apple Podcast and iTunes. If you would like to have your review featured, all you have to do is leave one. So don't forget to do that. Also want to remind you, the podcast is brought to you by the Artist Development Academy, the number one resource for information, access, education, and guidance for the aspiring independent artist, songwriter, producer, engineer, or music industry professional. You're a complete experience is guided by myself, along with my buddies and other hit songwriters, multi-platinum selling record producers, industry insiders, Grammy winners, Grammy nominees, label company executive, uh, publishing company executives. It's amazing. Monthly online courses, access to a members-only community, members-only blog, and a ton of resources to help you be successful in your career. Go check it out artistdevelopmentacademy.com. We're offering a special, since we just lost uh, launched last weekend, a special annual membership. Go check it out. Extremely affordable. You're going to learn so much. If you don't make what you spent on the membership back in the first two months for the entire year, then you're doing something wrong. Go check out the artistdevelopmentacademy.com. I promise you will not regret it. Also, something new here on the podcast. I want to tell you, if you want to call me, you want to text me or leave me a message and you want to ask a question or you've got a comment, you want it featured or answered here on the podcast, all you have to do is call me. The number is 615-861-1108. 615-861-1108. Call me, text me, leave a message. I will answer your questions or address your comments right here on a future episode of the podcast. Again, 615-861-1108. All right, let's dive into the meat of today's topic. And the, the title of today's podcast is, Must You Be Present to Win? Question mark. This comes from an email from one of you guys that I got a few weeks ago. 
And instead of responding to this email directly, I, well, I actually, I did respond to the email. I do respond to you guys. Um, I said, you know what? This is going to be a great topic for the podcast. So I'm going to, I waited and didn't answer the question in the email, but I, I emailed him back. I said, look, I'm going to use this in the podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to put the answer in there. So here it goes. I want to read you guys verbatim the email that was sent to me. Uh, because I think it's I think it's very valuable. I think this is going to answer some questions for you guys. Here's the email. I recently discovered your YouTube channel and podcast and have really been appreciating your approach and perspective. I signed up for your artist development masterclass, but thought I'd go ahead and reach out. I'm trying to do something very particular with my career, namely to become a professional songwriter. I know that's not unique per se, but what makes my goals a bit different is that I'm trying to do it based out of St. Louis and keeping an early to bed, early to rise lifestyle. I understand that there's going to be some unavoidable quantity of playing nights out here and there, but what I've recognized is that I'm far more gifted as a songwriter than as a performer, and I generally do my best writing in the morning. Furthermore, I'm 38, recently married actively trying to start a family. I currently work from home part-time and am able to write a ton. What I'm trying to figure out is how to aim for a staff writing deal, given that I'm not going to relocate to Nashville, nor aggressively try to establish a career as an artist. Any brief advice you could offer would be greatly appreciated and valued. Thanks for all you do, Daniel. All right, Daniel, I'm going to answer your questions here. And I, and I think this is a, is a very good topic to talk about because most of the people that are watching either the YouTube videos or listening to this podcast, uh, the analytics show me that you guys don't live in Nashville. <laughs> uh, you guys live all over the world and it shouldn't geography should never keep you from being successful in anything. Now, yes, in Nashville, it is music city. And 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I would have told you the the first rule of success in the music business is you must be present to win. That means you need to be here. You need to be an active and engaged member and part of the music community, of the songwriting community, uh, building relationships, getting to know people, because this is a relationship business. Okay, talent be damned, how good you are, be damned, how much passion you have, be damned. This is a relationship business first and foremost. It always has been. It always will be. For those of you that are lucky enough at some point to get, quote unquote, the big break in your career, it's not going to come because of a particular song that you've written. It's not going to to come from a music video that you made or an EP or album or single that you put out there. That is not where the big break comes. The big break comes in a relationship that you formed. And yes, maybe a piece of content or a song that you wrote or an album that you put out. It may get to a particular person that has influence that is passionate about you. And then it's that relationship that takes your art and puts it on a pedestal and puts it on a platform where more and more people can consume it, discover it, and find out about you as the artist. 
So a long time ago, yes, I would say you must be present to win. But today, that is no longer the case. So you songwriters, producers, engineers, artists, listen up to this. Listen very carefully. You don't have to move to Nashville. Matter of fact, I tell new artists every time I start working with one or I'm doing a one-on-one coaching call or my coaching program, we start there. Don't move to Nashville. I've got an entire video on my YouTube channel about it. Do not move to Nashville. because. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. When you land here in Nashville, you're just surrounded by 500,000 other people trying to do the exact same thing that you're doing. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't need to try to become a part of the industry or start building relationships here. I tell new artists and new songwriters, come here. If you're if you're going to do this, you're going to invest in your career and you're going to do it to the point where you're really taking this seriously, then you need to plan regular trips to Nashville or regular trips to Los Angeles. I live in Nashville, but I go to L.A. almost monthly for co-writing sessions or uh, industry events or to to collaborate with people, meet people, stay current in the industry in Los Angeles. Okay, so I go back and forth. There's, there's no reason Daniel here lives in St. Louis. He's close enough. It's what, six and a half hour drive. So Danny works from home part time. So I'm assuming that one of the keys for Daniel is that, no, you don't have to live here, but you do have to be involved in the industry. You do have to create relationships that matter with songwriters and industry people here in Nashville to actually start that process of getting your music heard um, and getting, getting things out there. So I want to say no, okay? You don't have to live here. But if you're not going to live here, you need to realize and understand that there are other ways to monetize your music. It doesn't have to mean that you don't have to be successful because you don't live here. Now, as to one part of Daniel's question about his goal was to become a staff writer. Now, for those of you that don't know, What does a staff writer mean? What does that definition mean? Okay, a staff writer is when a publishing company signs you under contract to write for their publishing company. Now, that can happen in a variety of different ways. Some deals are 100% where you're signing over all of your publishing. Uh, Some are are co-publishing deals where you're signing over a certain percentage, up to 50% or more sometimes. Um, and you're, it's an exchange of services. Okay. The publishing company on their side of it is going to pay for your demos when they think they should be demoed. You can't just go nuts demoing your, your songs, but they're going to pay for those expenses. They pay for admin expenses. They have a supposedly, and they're supposed to have a creative department that gives you, you, you and your songs an outlet. They're going to take these songs. They're going to pitch them. They're going to try to get them cut, or they're going to try to get them placed in TV and film. Your side of it is to write the songs. Um, Contracts vary in Nashville and in Los Angeles where uh, you as a writer may be required to write 12 songs a year. That's 12 whole songs a year. Okay. now, if you're writing with someone else, if it's two people writing, that means you have to write 24 songs with one other person to equal 12 songs by yourself. Do you do you understand the math there? I'm not real good at math, but but no matter how you write whether it's with one other person, two other people, three other people, whatever, all of those songs have to equal up to 12 songs that you've written by yourself. 
from a percentage standpoint. It's very easy to figure out. Just grab you a pencil, paper, and calculator. I know that I've said many times that math is not a part of the music industry. I fucking lied. Sorry. I did. There is, there is math in the music business. Who would have thought? I would have never started this had I known there was going to be math. Matter of fact, my high school algebra teacher, I remember taking the final in uh, my senior year. Mr. Spradlin was his name. And I, I, I don't even know. Mr. Spradlin's probably not even alive. I and mean, this 20 something years ago. But I remember taking the final. I remember answering four questions on that final and turning it in. And I got it back and I got an A. And I walked up to him. I handed him the paper. And I was like, how in the world? I answered four questions out of like 50. And he looked at me and he goes, Steve Freeman. I've never said this to another student in my entire career, but I'm going to say it to you. You, sir, will never need math. (laughs) And whatever it is that you're going to do in your life, you will never need math. So here you go. Good luck in your career. So thank you, Mr. Spradlin. But you were wrong. I needed math. So if you go sign a publishing deal, you need to understand how that works. Your side of it is to write the songs. The publishing company side of it is to get those songs cut. Now, there are varying different ways of compensation. Sometimes in a co-publishing deal, there is no compensation that the publishing company pays to the writer. Uh, If you're giving over 100% of your publishing to the publisher, Always keep your writer side. Never give away any percentages of your writer side whatsoever. If anybody or any company ever asks you for your writer side, they are scamming you. Don't ever give away your writer side. But a typical deal here in Nashville for a first time writer that's never had any kind of success or any kind of cuts, but the publishing company believes in you as a songwriter they're going to take 100% of your publishing. They're going to require you to write a minimum of, of what equals up to 12 solo rights per year, and they're going to pay you about 1200 bucks a month. So some of you are sitting back right now going, oh, okay, maybe being a staff writer at a publishing company is not what I thought it was going to be. And it's, it's really not, because if you go out there and you get a cut and, and it actually earns a lot of money, you're not going to make very much. Now, everybody says, well, the publishing and the writer's side are equal. Bullshit. Now, they can tell you that all day long, but that is not true. It is not true. However the math shakes out, the publishing equivalent, the the publishing uh, side seems to always be worth more money. Always. So keep that in mind. Now, Daniel, and and to those of you that are, are really honing in on this question, if you do not live in Nashville, the likelihood of you getting a staff writer deal with a publishing company is very slim to none. Here's why. The publishing company wants you to live and be active in the industry here in Nashville because they're going to want you to write twice a day. They're going to want you to write at, uh, do a 10 a.m. write and a 2 or 3 p.m. write. They're going to want you to write twice a day, five days a week or more because they want as many songs as you can get. Now, remember that I said most of the times that deal is going to call for you to write 12 a year, right? The last publishing deal that I signed, I was supposed to write 12 songs a year. I ended up turning in 200 and something per year. Okay. You're going to far, you're, you're going to far 
exceed what they want you to and what calls for in your contract. But that's by nature. If you're doing your job as a songwriter and you want to give your sh- yourself every single opportunity to hit the target, you're going to put as many bullets in the gun as it will possibly hold. That means you writing and writing and writing some more. So the publishing company, if they're going to sign you to a staff writer deal, they're going to want you to be here in Nashville so that you can write every day. You're co-writing with other writers from other publishing companies because when you write with writers from other publishing companies, now you've got two two companies out there pitching that song. You've got your company and your co-writers. If you're writing with two other people that write for two separate other companies, that gives your song an even better chance of success because now you've got three companies out there looking for avenues and to earn revenue with this song. So that's reason number one that they are going to want you to live in Nashville. The second reason is because, believe it or not, these publishing companies are really relying more on you to make something happen with these songs than they are themselves. They count on writers going out. Drink. This is why I was never good at the publishing deal thing and building relationships because I don't drink, but they want you to go out, hit the bars, hit the clubs and start to be build relationships and become a part of the community and get to know all these other people, get to know A&R executives at record labels and other publishing companies and creative directors of other publishing companies so that they can set you up with their writers. And it becomes this spider web. They want you to create this spider web so that you are the lost leader when it comes to your songs and your music. I've gotten myself more cuts over the years than any publishing company or song plugger ever has because of the relationships that I made. That's what the publishing company is counting on. They are counting on you as the writer to do all of the heavy lifting. Now, that's not to say that, yes, they're out there and their creative director and their song pluggers are actually plugging your songs. Yes, they're out there doing that. But I'm telling you, your relationships that you will build stand a much greater opportunity and chance of actually getting those songs cut than your song pluggers or creative director or anybody at the publishing company does. Because that spider web, again, is going to go out and have you writing with other songwriters from other publishing companies. Maybe that publishing company has uh, more influence. I know back when before I've had four publishing deals in my career, and I remember in between one publishing deal, I was always writing with writers who had major publishing deals at Sony, Universal. Before I signed those deals and was at those places myself, I wrote with those guys and had a history of writing with those guys and got many cuts because that that writer wrote for Sony or Universal or Warner Brothers or Carnival or or any one of the other major publishing companies, Cobalt, um, they had more influence than my publishing company did. And so we got cuts that way. It's a spider web, and that's what the publishing company that you may or may not sign to is counting on. So remember that. If you want a staff writing deal, then 99.9% of the time, yes, you are going to have to live in Nashville. You're going to have to live in Los Angeles. You're going to have to live in Atlanta or New York. But primarily Nashville or Los Angeles because of those reasons they want you working every single day it's when you sign a publishing deal it's almost really like becoming an employee right they want you to show up every day and clock in they want to make sure that you're doing your job that you are writing that you're building relationships and you're doing the best you can to be the best champion for your songs while they're out there being a champion for your songs as well now 
Does not having or being a staff writer or having a publishing deal mean that you cannot find success in the business? Absolutely, teetotally not. Now, you must be present to win if you want a staff writing deal. But there are a lot of alternative methods to earning money and making revenue with your music than being a staff writer for a publishing company and then counting on songs being pitched to actually do something to help you in your career and actually make money. A lot of other things. Matter of fact, um, I, I was telling you about the Artist Development Academy a little bit later. I'm doing a course that's going to launch uh, on the Artist Development Academy. I think it, I think it goes up February 14th, Valentine's Day. And the entire title of this course is Monetizing Your Music. And it goes into a plethora in detail. Matter of fact, it shows you all the strategy. It shows you everything you need to know to be able to make money with your music. So really, y'all should go check out the Artist Development Academy. Uh, That's going to be on February 14th. I think it launches. Um, But you've got sync. You've got TV and film. You do not have to have a publishing deal or be a staff writer to be able to pitch your songs for use and placement in TV shows, films, um, commercials, anything else. Matter of fact, the music supervisors and the people in charge of the sync departments and music placement departments in these TV shows and commercials, they like it when you're not signed to a publishing deal. And, and here's it. I'm, I'm supposed to save this shit for the course, but I'm, I've got to tell you, I've gotta, I'm going to do it anyway. OK, listen, the number one key to making money in sync and getting your songs in TV, films and commercials is that it is easy to clear. And what that means is that these music supervisors like one stop shops, that means they can call you and go, Mr. Freeman, do you control all of this song? Yes, I control all this song so we can use it. Yes, we want to pay you eleven thousand dollars for this placement. Will you accept that? Yes. Here's the contract. I sign the the sync license and the master usage uh, license and boom, everything's approved. What they don't like to have to do is to contact three different publishing companies and try to get all three different publishing companies to sign off on doing it. I've had that happen and I've and it's I've it's been a horror story because I had one really big placement that was going to pay a lot of money and I wrote it with another writer. I was okay with signing off on my end. He wrote for Sony. Sony wanted more money. They ended up not paying it because they didn't want to pay the money Sony wanted and we all lost out. Okay? So there, there right there is, a, is an issue and a problem of why I wouldn't sign a publishing deal if I were you. Independent is the way to go. And I've said it many times. There's nothing. I end every show with it. There's nothing wrong with being independent. Matter of fact, in today's music business and the climate that we currently are in, the cards are more in your favor if you're an independent. So that's just one way to think about it. As far as earning revenue with not being a staff writer is with, with sync. Okay. Here's another way. And I talked a little bit about this in the artist development masterclass. Um, that is get to know artists. Okay. Like Daniel and his email. Let me, let me go back to the email. He said he realizes that he is a better songwriter than he is a performer. Number one, kudos to you. Round of applause for Daniel for admitting that. First step, admit you have a problem. Okay, Daniel, bravo to you. 
realizing that you are a better songwriter than you are a performer. That's step number one. Step number two, after you realize that, is that realize there is a ton of people in your local community, especially where Daniel's at in St. Louis. I know for a fact there are a lot of great artists that are wanting to go to the next level that will eventually move to Nashville, that will eventually invest in their career to take it to the next level. Start researching. Find those artists that are most like you. Reach out to those artists. Say, hey, I'm a songwriter. I'm not an artist but I want to find vehicles for my songs. And I think you and I would make a great team. Reach out to them, start writing songs with them, start getting on their radar. If you're not the the catalyst, if you are not the vehicle and you realize that you're not the artist, then you need to start finding artists to write with. That is the world in Nashville right now. Independent songs don't get cut. Outside songs do not get cut. Every artist, every single artist, has a camp. Luke Combs is a perfect example. Before Luke Combs started having success, he was writing songs with his buddies in North Carolina, and now they're all having success because he keeps going back to that well. That's what helped him and establish his success. So he goes back and he keeps writing with those people. Now, those guys are all in Nashville, and they're all staff writers at publishing companies. They're not making 1,200 bucks a month. They're making a lot more than that because they have a track record of success and the publishing company knows that, hey, if we sign this guy, we pay him a good bit of money. He's going to get cuts on Luke Combs records. We're going to make money. Everybody's going to make money. Same reason I used to work with Rich Curtin Tully, a.k.a. the Three Kings, uh, in Jason Aldean's band. They all signed publishing deals as well, and they were not songwriters. But the publishing company knew that they were in close proximity to Jason Alding. So they could get songs to Jason above other publishing companies and other songwriters. And it paid off. A couple of them had cuts on the last couple of Jason Aldean records. That's how it works. So you need to build camps for yourself. Find vehicles for your songs. If you want to take your career to the next level, you do not have to move to Nashville. You do not have to move to Los Angeles. You do have to, however, become a part of the industry. Make trips here. Make trips to Los Angeles. Get to know the players. Get to know the people that matter, that can take your songs to the next level, that can get your songs heard. Start reaching out in your local communities to artists that you identify with, that you like their music, that you even can look at and go, I really think this artist is going to go somewhere. Half of my job that I do now, it's changed over the years, but half of the job that I do now as a producer and a songwriter is looking out there at artists that don't have deals yet going, I want to get involved with that artist. I did that with Kylie Morgan, who has signed to uh, Universal. I did it with Abby Anderson, who is signed to Black River and having success right now. I did that with Jay Allen. I've done it with Caroline, uh, Caroline Romano. I'm doing it with, with Danielle Khalil right now. That's I, I, I listen here. I'm not telling you or encouraging you to do anything that I don't do. All you have to do is follow in my footsteps. Do what I'm telling you to do. Start looking out there just because I'm in Nashville and you're in St. Louis or you're in Piedmont, North Dakota, or you're in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma or Little Rock, Arkansas or Orlando, Florida. 
or Eden, Utah, where I'm about to head back to in a couple of weeks. And I can't wait to get there. Or if you're like my buddy BJ, who has a studio and owns a bar downtown Ogden, where we shot Jacob Young's music video. And then the next day, Post Malone shot his Super Bowl commercial there. Reach out to local people. Find the talent in your area. Find the low-hanging fruit, as I like to call it. And if you're smart enough to do what Daniel has done, and you're smart enough to realize that you're not the artist, but you write great songs, you feel like you write great songs, then reach out to people who have the pieces of the puzzle that you don't have. I promise if you start doing that, and I know a lot of you don't do this because you're afraid of rejection. If you are afraid of rejection, you're in the wrong business. You're going to get told no more in the music business than it's just not the business for you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Everybody asks, what's being in the music business like? Even at the highest level, what's it like? What's it feel like? And I've said, and I will say it again. It feels like getting up first thing in the morning, walking over to your significant other and asking them to kick you in the nuts. That's what the music business feels like. Because once you get kicked in the nuts, then it's all downhill from there. And you come to expect it. But I'm telling you, if you want to put things in your favor, listen to what I'm telling you today. If you want a staff writing deal, you are going to have to move to Nashville or Los Angeles. But if the goal is to be successful with the songs that you're writing and to become a better songwriter, you don't have to be a staff writer. Listen to the things and the ways that I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, all of you, if you're not members of the Artist Development Academy right now, you need to be to take this course coming up that they're going to put up on February 14th called Monetizing Your Music. I go into extreme detail in showing you how to get your songs in TV film, and commercials. Plus, I go deep into how to monetize your fan base and even further into how to develop and grow that fan base. You don't want to miss it. You Go check it out, artistdevelopmentacademy.com. We're really going to go into detail with this. I want all of you to be successful. I want each and every one of you to realize the dreams and the goals that you have set place for yourself. However, You can only get there and you can only achieve those goals if, number one, you know the rules of the game that you're playing and you actually play the game by those rules. Now, the problem with the music business is those rules change every fucking day. They really do. Best case scenario, they change on a monthly basis. But but stay informed. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. I could be writing a song that's going to make me thousands and thousands of dollars, but not. I'm sitting here in front of this camera behind this microphone. (laughs) poor me know the rules of the game play by the rules of the game become a part of the industry no matter where you live i would encourage you as i said earlier to try to become as much a part a working part an active part of the industry as possible if you have to come to nashville to make trips or to introduce yourself to get involved in the community and start building relationships and meeting people then yes you got to do that But moving to Nashville, moving to Los Angeles is not the first step to success in you doing something and being a successful songwriter, a successful producer, um, or a successful independent artist. So must you be present to win? Hell no. 
Develop your craft. Be good at what you do. Know the rules of the game and play by them. And then also look for every opportunity you can to bend those rules in your favor. Sometimes you even have to break them. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman podcast. It is so good to have you here. I love having you here. Uh, Those of you that don't know, uh, we are now doing two episodes a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I wanted to make sure we were getting enough content out there that we're providing enough value for you. And I think the only way to do that is to is to get with you at the beginning of the week and then towards the end of the week to give you some fuel, because I know a lot of you use these videos and you use my podcast just as that to learn, but also for encouragement to give you some fuel and to learn the rules of those games. So now Steve Freeman podcast two, that's that's four, two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays available everywhere you get your podcasts as well as the video versions on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio versions, no matter where you're listening, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, especially on iTunes and Apple. We are a part of Apple's top 200 podcast. I want to stay there. I want to get in the 100, top 50. I want to go all the way, baby. And you can help me get there. But you got to leave a written review. You got to give us those five stars and share the podcast with somebody that you think it would be helpful for. Don't forget to follow me on social media for everything in between these podcasts at the Steve Freeman on every social media platform. And please check out the Artist Development Academy. I promise you, it's go- if you think my podcast helped you, you have no idea what you're in for. If you want to be successful, songwriter, producer, engineer, music industry professional, no matter where you live, check it out. Artistdevelopmentacademy.com. If you'd like to join my inner circle, it's easy. Go to thestevefreeman.com and sign up. Stuff on the music business, a bunch of content delivered straight to your inbox. Guys, thank you for being here for another episode. And we will end this week like we end every week. And you can say it along with me. Keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman.